Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Well, I wasn't even planning on starting with this today, but let, let's let's start negative, I guess. Uh, Rocco Baldelli, after watching last night's game and the goings-on in the 7th and 8th innings, needs to be fired. He needs to be fired at the end of the season because he didn't let Joe Ryan finish or attempt to finish his no-hitter. And he didn't just let down Joe Ryan by doing that. He let down every Twins fan at the stadium, listening on the radio, watching on TV. Uh, he let down the, the other guys on the bench. I just can't believe that in a season that has gone pear-shaped so quickly, he wouldn't give us one brief shining moment to enjoy, which could have been, could have been, there's no guarantee it was, right? But we could have seen a no-hitter. First one in a long time. What, Liriano, I think, was the last yeah. Twins no-no. And instead, we saw what happened. Uh, the game went up in in flames almost six. What six zero became six three. Uh, I know. Any anybody on board with firing Rocco after last night's goings on? I, I know you guys got that text message from Nostradamus in the eighth inning, who almost predicted a total collapse. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I got to calm down from Spence, but I was like, "Look, look what's happening." And luckily, we were able to stop the bleeding a little bit. Yeah, I have not bumped into anyone yet today that thinks pulling Ryan was a good idea. It was terrible. It was awful. It's not what anybody wanted. I don't think it was the right idea. And if, yeah, I don't know, blow the place up, start over again. Thank goodness it's football season. Right. Dougie, uh, Mr. Gertis, you have a question, comment? I, I, I do. Um, I hate to say it. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I think big picture. If we're gonna if we're gonna have any type of run, there's no run into a playoffs. Well, I, that's what I'm. I mean, <laughs> it's, if we're that, gonna that do it, we almost have to win out. We do. Yeah. And he's got another start coming up against Cleveland, who whooped the crap out of us. They did on the last series. Yes, they did. We need everyone in 100 shape that we have left. <laughs> and yeah. there were there were two full innings left. That's six more outs. And yes, he was still cruising. He's twenty four years old. That's a weak mm -hmm. argument. Yeah, one hundred six pitches is nothing for a twenty what four year old. But what's the most he pitched all year? One hundred and ten. We don't know. And that's because we pull our pitchers after five innings. That's that's <laughs> legit. That's but I still think in if we're thinking big picture and there's any hope left, we need him strong. And that's my devil's advocate take on it. I I. I could see the disappointment in him yeah. and, and the rest of the, you know, the team, the fans, everyone, but I don't hate it. I was disappointed with it. I'm with you guys there, but I don't hate it. If you think the twins have any realistic hope of making the playoffs this year, you are a hundred percent delusional. You can, I, it, you know, go twins. I'm the biggest twins fan in this state. I mean, get, get good luck finding somebody, but you can't be delusional about it. You have to at some point. And it was after the Cleveland series that I finally just embraced reality and said, you know, it's a 500 team. 
And that was brutal. Yeah, so I agree with Vince. I, I, 24, give him a chance. Give him a shot. Everybody wanted to see it happen. I mean, and if yeah. put it into perspective, the guy still has a year left under under Leonardo DiCaprio's standards, and I think <laughs> would add a few more years to that into his pitching prime. Let the guy go for it. Let him go for it. That was you, miserable. Last you time. rarely get to see chances like that, right? right. You look at all the big names that have that have done them. You know, you you let yeah. him go out, give him a short leash, yeah. right? Put him out in the eighth, see what he does. Yeah, let him do it. Take it batter by batter. Yeah, just the look on his face too. He felt so bad for the kid. Oh, crushed, crushed for the kid. And then Spence, why does he go with Giovanni Moran uh, or Moran? Oh. Call him after last night. <laughs> um, why does he go with Moran? Why doesn't he go with the with the big guy with the heater? I'm going to tell you why. I and I think the whole season has gone this way. They are so hell bent on analytics. Yes. That yeah. they're almost every decision, these bizarre, yeah. Oh, why are they go? Why is Polanco sitting? All these bizarre lineups all season, these odd matchups. It's because they probably have analytic data, and that's why they're making these decisions. Yeah. And now I, it's not really gone well for them no. with these analytics all season long. Now, yes, those players have, when they're brought in have to step up and execute. Got it, and that that's been a failure too. But I think they're reliant on analytics almost at every step of the way has really kind of hurt this team. Oh, 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. And and the the charts, the numbers, the whatevers might have indicated that maybe that was a good choice, but doesn't just common sense and a track record looking at what's happened this season tell you in that situation with a chance to nail down a no-hitter, you go with your best option out of the bullpen. And yeah, common and sense if, says that's Duran. If you're going to trot what's his name out like they did last night, then give Ryan a chance. I'm I'm with you, and I agree with Dougie on that. If, if you're yeah. going to if you're going to try and go for the win, then get your best arms out there and finish the game with a win. It makes absolutely no sense. What we do is we <laughs> we fire Rocco at the end of the season, and then you every decision will be made by Twins fans next year. So we'll <laughs> We'll get. We'll be given four to five choices on each move that's to be made next. And we've got we all, and who we want to see come out of the pen. I like it. We will all ring in. Like, who would you like to see next? <laughs> would you A or B leave Ryan in? Take him out. A leave him in. Right? <laughs> if we do take him out, who do you want in? Duran A. Yes, Duran A. And then if the, whoever whoever gets the most votes, then that's that's the decision that's made. It's fan based. <laughs> the fans have nobody to blame but themselves. Then. I love that idea. I think they should do like a preseason game that way just for the fun of it. It would yes, give see how it a tough job for twin social media people to be like throwing out Twitter polls and stuff ahead of all the stuff they need to do. But yes. if they could do that, if they could make if they could let the fans choose certain parts of the game along the way, then maybe, you know, then maybe fans go, Okay, well it's not as tough as it's not as easy as we think it is. Or right. or may, or maybe we get it right. And the fans go, Oh boy, that was a bad idea. Bad promotion. The but fan I think base that would be games. hilarious. What if we went ten and zero in the fan based games? Yeah, that would yes. be great. We, we did know. We did. We did know. After all, all right. Maybe that's, that's the way to get the millennials to start paying attention to baseball. You might choose right. your own adventure <laughs> baseball because yeah. they do all this other stuff, and there's fantasy this and fantasy that, and just just let them choose some of the the big turning points in the game. You know, do you steal here? Do you not steal? You lay down a bond, 
You don't lay down the bun. I don't know. Suicide squeeze. Yes. Everybody's voting suicide squeeze. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to the, the original starting point was this. I, my nipples aren't showing in this shot, are they? Because they are erect. I am so excited about the Viking season and how that Packer game went on Sunday. I am giddy as a schoolgirl. Somebody's got to talk me down because this these are the Minnesota Vikings after all. And TJ, maybe you're the guy after that t- the Twins text last night. <laughs> I couldn't be happier after Sunday's uh, showing against the Packers. I spent a lot of time watching game number one and watching position specific parts of the game that I wanted to to be because a lot of times I'm at a, at someone's place or I'm at home and I'm drinking a beer and eating some chips and watching the game and you know watching replays which is great and it's all on high def but I'm like I'm going to watch this offensive line for a couple series I'm going to watch these defensive backs and the defensive line and those were the positions that you know I watched and thought this offensive line's doing okay let's please God stay healthy because yeah. uh, you gave Kirk Cousins plenty of time to make things happen and Justin Jefferson is very thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, on the defensive side of things, I think I mentioned it earlier in the week. I'm like, if we could just give Zadarius Smith a visor that turns every uniform against his former <laughs> team, and he was so fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, and some of the rookies, like I've had my eye on this uh, a Caleb Evans guy. He makes the roster. Uh, he's he's super super positive um, and, and just very grateful to be on the team. And he got a chance to get in the game when Cam Dantzler went out for a, a little bit. And I thought, oh, boy, here's where the Packers are going to pick on us. They got a rookie. Well, he held his own. So <laughs> through that game, yeah, I know I'm the same way you are, Greg. Like I, I was super high on the Vikings after that game. I'm trying to calm my nerves and think this is the Vikings after all. But looking yep. at the schedule ahead, I could see by the bye week we could be. Don't say it. Four and two oh, or five and one. <laughs> I know. Don't uh, say it. Uh, in there, but. I mean, we do have to face the Bears somewhere along the way, and look at what they yeah, did. Oh, oh Lord. Bears, man. We're tied for first. Right. <sighs> yep. Oh, As a Bears God. fan, though, yeah, same thing. It's like being a Vikings fan. It's like, oh, my God, look at that. We beat a team that has Super Bowl contention talent, is all I ever heard, the entire game by the announcers. Yeah. And we beat them with the 11th man, which was the monsoon. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I The first half, I had sent you guys text messages going, our quarterback has not completed a pass mm-hmm. it was to awful. anyone but a running back in the first half. So I'm not going to get too high on him, but yeah. it was a fun win and it was fun to watch in that monsoon. So I didn't, I did say I felt like it was going to be a weird season. And the very first thing I saw when I turned on the TV was them literally squeegeeing grass. I <laughs> uh, see off and running. Here we go. How about the, the, the guy who's holding uh, for the uh, oh my gosh, and he brings the towel out onto the field, and and genius move you think he brings the towel out to kind of tamp down the where the ball's gonna land because he's like if I can get a dry landing spot for this ball we got a better chance of making the field goal. Tweet flag gets flown, so that's illegal, Dougie. You can't do that. Well, lesson learned because I don't <laughs> I don't there, I swear to God the guy must have read the rule book the night before. Yeah, went, you know what? Yeah. I have had this call in my back pocket for as long as I've been refing. Oh my God, I get Someday. to call it now. I finally get to call this one. Someday. Uh, like conduct. Yeah. Right? Yeah. On the on the holder. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. That what was I fun. What I didn't get about the Viking game was they they kept double teaming Thielen. 
yeah. on different plays and because they bring Thielen in motion. Two guys that take him, like, how do you just let one yep. of the best, maybe the best receiver in football mm-hmm. to run free on you? And they, they didn't make the adjustment. They kept doubling up on Thielen throughout the game. I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, what is it, J- Jair Alexander, the, the really good DB for for Green Bay. I thought would be all over Jefferson the whole afternoon. He was mm-hmm. rarely covering him a lot. Of, yeah. Sometimes it'd be a big dumb linebacker or or defensive end, and I'm like, oh really? And other times he was so wide open, Spence. There wasn't a 10, 15 yards between Jefferson and the next coverage guy. Well, How it will be interesting to see how the next team scouts us because even the Packers hadn't seen any of these plays before we didn't even see really a lot of that in preseason. So we'll we'll see how this motion and how they, how other teams plan and scheme against us now. So we'll, we'll see, but I thought it was weird that they kept doubling up on Thielen and letting Jefferson run free. Made no sense. Spencer, are the Packers as bad of a team as they looked against us, or is this just another stumble? They, they lost their first game last season and looked horrible too. And they come out when they finished 13 and three or 13 and four or whatever. Well, I think they've got a really good defense. I, I'm not sure they figured it out offensively yet. And they've got some injuries on the offensive line, but I, they'll bounce back. I, it'll be the, probably the Vikings and the Packers down the stretch. And I, I don't know. I, I think they're better than what they showed, but what they the do bears? have good what about the bears. <laughs> Tuggy, Tuggy's dismissing your bears. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, no, about the bears. No, love. no, no respect there. None. I will say though, and we talked about this. Can you imagine the change in the complexion of that game? The the Packers and Vikings had that first throw by Rogers been completed to the rookie. I mean, literally, we were talking about how they were leaving Jefferson that open. That rookie was so unbelievably open. And if he would have caught that and made the touchdown, that changes the whole psyche of the game. It does. It's 7-7 then, right? And it's, yep. it's anybody's game. And the effect that that had on Aaron Rodgers, because he can't – I talked to somebody this week. was a TJ person. Uh. I want to play poker with Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't <laughs> hide anything. He doesn't hide any emotions. And that got to him. And then with each ensuing mistake – on offense, it just it kept building and building, and TV was merciless as far as showing him on the sidelines and his disdain for for the receivers that he has to work with on his team. It was priceless that that Watson drop. That was just the the beginning, and it just kept snowballing for Aaron Rodgers. He just doesn't have the ability to have a short memory and move on, does he? No, not enough ayahuasca tea. Is that what it was to calm the nerves in your Zen place? Yeah, that was the weirdest pregame interview I've ever seen in the history of NFL football with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Andrews. I just thought this guy is turning into Shaggy. He just rolled right out of the mystery machine in the U.S. Bank Stadium, and I'm like, I, I I get like after a game, you know, calming down, maybe recovering and relaxing. But you got to get fired up for a game, yeah. you know. I don't. I don't know that you need a psychedelic tea to get you in the right place for an NFL football game. Well, um, that's what his girlfriend, yeah, Sky Green Earth. So, to do. what is her? <sighs> what is her name? Mother Nature. I don't know. Mother Nature. <laughs> it's it's so weird. Uh, Spence, riddle me this. Uh, it, it's going to take some speculation, but can you, in your mind's eye, assume that Mike Zimmer was watching Sunday's game? 
you damn right he was. Right? Yeah. He, had <laughs> to have been. he had to have been. He's out probably at his ranch. Where was that again? Do we know? Montana, Yellowstone. Where's <laughs> his ranch? Somewhere out by Kanye, I think. His, Wyoming. His hot, his hot model girlfriend bringing him apps. Right? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> And I wonder what he thought of the defense because I thought our defense was outstanding. Yeah. I mean, how many times did Aaron Rodgers have nobody to throw to because they were all covered? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even when he had time to throw, he had nobody to throw to. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Uh, what do you think Zim thought of of the uh, of the game? Then watching, what would, what what would his reaction be? Annoyed. Yeah. Miffed. Right. <laughs> I, I think it hurts his resume. <laughs> it's like, well, it wasn't me. It was them. Oh, God, it was me. Oh, wait, yeah. is that, oh. I mean, it's almost the same team he had last year. There's a, there's a few tweaks here and there. Zadarius and that, but it's it's basically the same players. So he can't say it was it was the team, right? He can't say, well, I didn't have good enough tools. Uh, O'Connell's got the same players and seemed to manage a, a pretty dominant win. Uh, on Sunday, same players and a much different attitude. I think is the biggest change. Probably, right? couldn't you just sense that? Like there was so much more. I don't know if I was reading too much into it, but it just seemed like a more positive, happy sideline. I, am yeah. I am I imagining that? Or well, and Thielen in the post game even talked about that, or was it even the day after about how he liked the fact that they attacked, attacked, attacked mm-hmm. on offense rather than. You know, kind of oh, layback, yeah, 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 yeah. Coming from that that Zimmer angle, that's kind of where I think he was probably focusing more. Obviously, the defense played really well, and he's like, "Why didn't they ever do that for me?" Maybe those positivity comments that Spence just talked about are a part of it. But then he had to sit there and watch a fairly aggressive offense, you know, doing what they could with what they had uh, against Green Bay, and think, "Well, why in the heck did we never?" call plays and be that aggressive, you know, and maybe Justin Jefferson was never that wide open, but there's going to be games where they figure out how to cover Jefferson, Jefferson, but then hopefully they they've left Thielen open or you see cook have a great day on the ground. You know, I mean, we're going to have a lot of safety valves for that when you're, when you're covering Jefferson. So even uh, what's his name? The guy we got from Philly, uh, Rager, uh, Rager. Rager, Yeah. Rager. He was just returning punts and he was fired up. It was just a fun team to watch. Fun team to watch. Irv Smith, we haven't seen him yet either. So. Yeah, yeah, a whole different attitude. Yeah, you're right. We haven't even gotten all the all the weapons out yet. Yeah. But uh, I like that O'Connell planned that game plan offensively around Justin Jefferson. He recognized that he has got a stud, a star player in Justin Jefferson, and he isn't like Zimmer, where well, everybody, you know, we're a run first team, and we're going to do this and that. Yeah, no, build your offense and your yeah. your plans around this guy yeah. and you're right if a team wises up and double or triple teams him then guess what you've got other options then to throw to kj osborne rieger you've got Thielen, right so you've got options but man when you have a stud on your team use him yeah and i think i I probably need to apologize to to Thielen, um oh boy. because from an insider's standpoint i know why he didn't get played very much is because as a Bears fan, I drafted him on a fantasy football team. Oh, there you go. And so everyone just went, you know what? The world is out to get Dougie. <laughs> Let's not throw him a ball until the fourth quarter. And on another team, I have Cook. Hey, let's not be a run first offense this time. Let's go Jefferson, 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 and just hurt Doug. So thank you. 
for everyone. That's great. They drafted him. <laughs> Next four games for the Vikings. Uh, you got Eagles on Monday night. This is this is a big one because you're in Philly. Uh, this is a much better Eagles team. Uh, prime time, something that Mike Zimmer's teams always struggled with. So a win on Monday night, um, you, you got to think, does uh, you think I'm giddy now? <laughs> win Monday night, nobody's going to want to be around me on Tuesday. <laughs> How big is that game against the Eagles, Spence? Because you want to show that the oh one game wasn't a fluke, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, a road, a road win would go a long way, right, I, to, to some positivity. I, I, yeah. I can't wait. Right, that would be a huge shot in the arm, and then you've got Detroit the following week. So yes, yep. You got and the Lions. Uh, you got the Saints in London. You got the Bears. So I mean, I don't get too far ahead, but you you win that Monday night game. That could be five and five and oh, I just jinxed us. Yeah, five mm-hmm. and oh. <laughs> don't yeah. do that. Tell you what, and, and going into Philly, that is not only a big game because of you know the ramifications of going two and zero and having that first road win, but there is no love lost between nope. us and Philly. I mean, with that whole, you know, people coming back from that playoff game and talking about how they were treated and stuff in Philly, it's like, yeah, yeah. there's that there's some bad blood there. So hold on, why, why did you just say us and Philly? I'm, I'm all right. Oh, sorry, right. well, everybody. I live here, uh, you know. Look who's getting on the bandwagon. Oh, don't even start. So you're a Viking <laughs> fan now. Okay. Yep. Hand me a bootstrap. I'll pull you up. Uh, someone's got to have a second favorite team. <laughs> and the Vikings are down there in the top 10 somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, back to the uh, back to the Twins. Um, basically over now, swept by Cleveland. And we were just overmatched. I, I looked at the pitching matchups. For that weekend series, Spence, and it was their their best three pitchers, and they've got a pretty good starting three, uh, and and a bunch of no names for us, and and it showed in the results. The results, you know, were what you figured they would be. And the bats, yeah, I mean, yeah, they had some good pitchers out there against us, and our bats are just cold. Yeah, it was so frustrating. I I couldn't watch all of those games over the weekend. Yeah, it it wasn't very watchable. I just I can't believe that you guys have just given up on Rock. I mean, Rocco said, "Hey, we we're not digging a hole. We're still in this." I can't believe everyone's not just jumping on that. <laughs> they had an excavator out. <laughs> we're not digging a hole. That's yeah. fantastic. That's cute. Oh, Rocco, go put a bad relief pitcher in, would you? Oh God. I'm not making excuses, but this is the list. These are the Twins players on the injured list right now. And it's probably too small a writing to see, but there's 17. Wow. I'm not making an excuse, but this is a reality. This list exists. This is a real thing. And I know all teams, right, in a 162-game season suffer injuries and injuries to important players. But I w- I'll just super fast. Kepler, Archer, Malley, Buxton, Polanco, Larnick, Ober, Jeffers, Dobnik, Maeda, Kirloff, Alcala, Sano. Coulomb, Romero, Lewis, Stashak. 17 guys. Now you could have done that faster. How do you you overcome something like that? Because the players you have to plug in to replace them are second and third string guys. Yeah, you don't. Are there anyone that are as decimated as, as we are? Because I feel like that's a constant topic with the Twins. I think we have the most. And then, yeah, yeah. and then, TJ, that that begs the question, 
Why are we so banged up? What's going on? Why is it so bad no for idea. the Twins, right? I mean, yeah. what is it that, that that many players and that many important players go down? I get it. I mean, back in the day, right, when I was a, a Twins fan, you know, 70s, they, they were part-time players, right? These guys, would they'd have their, their baseball job, and then they'd go work somewhere during the offseason. They'd go, <laughs> you know, work for Pepsi-Cola, or they go work for, you know, they, they control data or whatever back mm-hmm. in the day. But these guys are athletes 24-7. And with the training and the conditioning, I don't understand how they they fall apart so easily. So so only- we're out of shape. We're, we have an out-of-shape team. We're not conditioned right. We're not Is it a strong train- enough. training issue or... Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, too, but I, I seem to remember that when Rocco first came to Minnesota, wasn't that kind of his whole thing about he didn't want to play everyone every day? Like, he yes. had he was giving people breaks, even if they were had a hot hand. He would pull people out of the lineup for two, three games and then put them back in for four or five games. Yep. Just so we didn't have injuries. Needs a rest. It's a long season. We want him at the end of the year. Yeah, and that, that was his whole are, thing. These guys aren't here. It, it's it's terribly frustrating, and I don't understand why it's such an epidemic on this team. I just uh, it, it's so frustrating because if you even had a, a half of those guys that are on that list right now, maybe maybe we're not. Maybe we're maybe we're not out of it. Maybe we're still. This is a fun, you know, to the very end, you know, fight for the title. But uh, it's just been. Just been so hard. And Byron Buxton, Dougie, you look at that guy. He's just a specimen, right? He's built like a brick crap house, and yet he's just fragile as hell. <laughs> you know, honestly, every time he touches the field, you think MVP. I mean, obviously, probably maybe the greatest defensive player in baseball. And at the beginning of the year, his offense was just, again, and everyone's like, MVP, MVP. And the first time he slides into a base, everyone goes, oh, God, here it comes. <laughs> yeah, you oh, God, he got back up. We're good. <laughs> but then it's every time he goes back to the wall for a catch or he slides into a base. You're like, is this the one? Because it's not when, it's if. Or not if, but when. Yeah. It, oh, every yeah. year. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, he's an amazing athlete. But, boy, he has made a glass. Yeah, it's it's hard to figure out. I mean, there's some little guys. There's some slight slight guys that have played the game. Uh, Carlos Correa is a guy that that isn't, you know, <laughs> built like Buxton is, but he's been knock on wood relatively healthy the whole year. I, it's I don't know, it's hard to explain, and, and maybe I should just not try. Um, tickets the rest of the way for Twins games, just make them free. Honest to God, just let people in. They make listen. They make all their money on the food and the beer and the souvenirs, right? They don't. Tickets is just like, oh, yeah, ticket money, too. Just let fans in. Just do something for them. Am I wrong? Nope. No. <laughs> just let them come in. Honestly, you know, limit, f- figure out a way to, not that you really have to limit it. I don't think you'd have to worry about more than 20,000 people showing up, <laughs> let alone 40. But uh, big rule changes uh, announced for 2023 for MLB. Um, how do you feel about these robot umps aren't coming and the runner on second next three innings? Why is that still uh, in the mix? But a pitch timer, uh, Spence, I guess they're saying it'll it'll shave maybe half hour off the game. See, I hate that anyway. I, I 
it, it's not really it's not a timed game to begin with. I don't I don't I don't get that. But yeah. I, I would like to see the umpire be automated because I'm tired of this oh day to day changes in there. But I just it's frustrating to watch sometimes. But but aren't these games too long? I mean, a major league oh. game nine innings shouldn't go four hours, and they routinely they do. How much of that, though, is the game and how much of that is advertisers having to find a spot to take their breaks and cram in and make their money? The pitch count thing or the, the pitch clock thing, I think, will be weird. Um, I don't mind it, like you said, because it'll speed up the game. But how will that change things for pitchers? Because pitchers all have their own routine, their own mental strategies. And yep. now they've got to fit them into, what, 15 to 20 seconds between pitches or something? Yeah, yeah. You know, what and I'm curious, too, about how... I, I for some reason this year I've noticed it more than I think I have in any other year where someone's calling timeout, pitcher yep. or batter, because there's yep. such a long pause between it. The batter gets frustrated, steps back, yeah. or the batter doesn't get exactly set and the pitcher calls it, or even the ump calls it. It's like, okay, so with this with this timed pitch count, what's gonna stop the batter from? I mean, I guess I need to look at the rule a little bit closer, but what if the batter's stalling a little bit too, which even gives the pitcher less time to get ready? So yeah, they thought of that. He only gets one timeout. The batter only gets one timeout per at bat. But how's yeah. that going to allow you to adequately scratch your nuts between? All <laughs> right, he's just gonna. You're gonna have some itches down there that are just gonna just probably distract you. Between Perfect. Your batting gloves. Chuck Knoblock would have been thrown out of a game because right? you can't oh, adjust them adjust. enough. <laughs> the idiosyncrasies. You're right. Of pitchers and batters drives me nuts. <laughs> there's so much weird uh, stuff everybody has to do all right the other thing is they're limiting the defensive shifts okay so four infielders the four have to be within the outer boundary of the infield so no more playing a second baseman out in short right field um the infielders can't switch sides right so if your best guy's the shortstop and this batter always hits to the right side you can't move him over to second base uh let's see you 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 just you can't have all your infields infielders on one side of the infield anymore. So if you have a lefty that is prone to hit to the right side, you can't move everybody over to the right side. You have to have two and two on either side of second base. So they're doing this to open up the offense, I think, right? Because that's what fans like. That's what makes the game exciting is offense. Mm -hmm. Did you guys all right during the game yesterday, the second most entertaining thing about the game after Joe Ryan and his pitching performance was listening to Morneau and um, was it Hawkins, right? Was he in the booth last I night? So, yeah, yeah. Listening to those two go back and forth and Dick just saying, I think I'm going to put a chair between these two <laughs> because they were talking about how the game of baseball has changed so much. And Hawkins is like, well, they're always going for the batters. Everything is, you know, around the batters and they're making it easier. And Morneau's like, no, they've changed the game. They're changing it and the pitches are more. Listening to these two go back and forth, I didn't even know which side I was going with by the end of it. My head was spinning so much, but God, was that entertaining. Yeah, they did that about a week ago. I don't know if anybody caught that, but it was with not Hawkins, but it was with uh, Glenn Perkins and Justin Morneau. And it's really entertaining. It's You're right, Dougie. It's really good stuff because they, they get going on stuff that you wouldn't. I mean, you feel like you're sitting in the dugout between these yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's a good perspective. The other uh, big change for the rules, they're making the bases bigger. Uh, they used to be 15 inches square. Now they're 18 inches square. 
Um, another year or two, you could probably land a helicopter on one of these bases <laughs> as a landing pad. So they say that's for what safety or something or what? I guess so people aren't getting stepped on, I suppose. But bigger bag, more steals. Are that's people... what I'm thinking. Yeah, you've got a shorter distance to go, and all those ones that were like, yeah, quarter of an oh, inch away. Right. Oh, they're safe every time now because you're three, right. inch, no, six inches closer. Yeah, Willie Mays Hayes will make it there every time now instead of just coming up a little bit short. I don't know. You're right. Those changes are weird because they, but they're obviously geared towards more offensive production. People want to see more scoring. Um, that that's the point. Uh, and like I said, it pro- it it provides more challenges for pitchers down the road. It will be interesting to see how statistics change after those rules change next year on both uh, sides. Wrap up real quick. Gophers off to a two and zero non conference start. They played some cupcakes, but they've outscored their opponents one hundred to 10 110 wow. so that's that's good to see and and spence uh mo ibrahim is back and he looks like the mo of old doesn't he he looks really really good that, yeah. that offensive line is absolutely enormous They're huge oh my god it, my only complaint with the gophers i didn't yeah. care about those black jerseys i didn't either i Where's didn't i didn't like seeing that i'm like who the hell oh that's the gophers yeah, and then they were playing the team in white. So then I kept thinking, "Oh, we're in our whites today." No, that was that's the other team worth the black. Yeah, it was a, it was a little confusing. Um, are they going to win the Big Ten West this year, Spency? What do you think? Oh my God, uh, they're only undefeated West team, right? Um, yes. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> Make me. If not this year, seriously, with the, a lot of six-year guys that are back, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. like Tanner Morgan, like he's older than some of our coaches. It's just like you know, <laughs> if you don't do it this year, I, I don't know when. All right, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm patent my twins idea with the voting, the voting on the because yep. yep. that that's a moneymaker right there. And yeah, then, sure. uh, and we'll be back soon with uh, hopefully an undefeated uh, Viking team. And more giddiness 